you're hoping will happen to you today? What seems important today? How will you tell when you get to the end of this day whether it was a good day or not? Most often, for a lot of us, at least for me, it depends on have I had lots of good feelings today and have many good things happened to me today? Do my circumstances seem to be improving? And these can often be uh, quite silly. So I want to talk today about how the gospel comes into the lives of silly people who follow after silly things, because I think maybe that's you too. We are the fellowship of the withered hand. In the Divine Conspiracy, around page 121, Dallas Willard talks about this. There was a rich young man that had come to him, and Jesus told him there was just one thing he lacks. Sell what you got, give it to the poor, come and follow me. And he goes away very sad. And the disciples are amazed. And Jesus says, how hard it is for those who are rich to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And they say, well, then who in the world can? Because their assumption was that if you are well off, you must be a good person and you have a lot of gifts and a lot of competencies and you must be blessed by God. And that gets into our ideas of who's got the good life and who is well off and what matters and what am I looking for and how will I know if it was a good day? Peter said to Jesus, uh, when Jesus talked about, nobody will follow me, but they will not be rewarded, both in this life and the life to come. And Peter says, well, we've given up everything to follow you. What are we getting out of this? Jesus replied, they would be rewarded in this life many times over for all their sacrifices and given eternal life in the world to come. But he said, many who are first shall be last and the last shall be first. He knew that much of what Peter and the others thought to be important was not really so. And that what they thought to be of no importance was often of great significance before God. Let me say that again. He knew that what Peter and the others often thought to be important was really not so. And that what they thought to be of no importance was often great of significance before God. Their thinking would have to be rearranged. Now, that's why we're having second thoughts. They're thinking about the good life and who's got it and what a reward is would have to be rearranged before they can understand. And so Jesus does what he does so often. At the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount, he gives the Beatitudes. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are they that mourn. And he's not telling you what you have to try to become like or do to qualify for blessings. He is saying, now people that the world thinks are not blessed, are not eligible for the good life, actually are. Because through Jesus, now through his teaching and his life and his friendship, to be alive to God, to be alive with God, to have God's guidance and power and character flowing into my life, into my mind, into my thoughts, into my relationships, is now a real possibility. And that's what matters. Dallas points out this theme of the reversal in Jesus' life and how when Jesus gives his very first sermon, this is in the Gospel of Luke, he goes back to Isaiah and the passage that he talks about is, the Lord has appointed me to proclaim good news to the poor, to announce that the captives are relieved, that the blind have their sight, that the oppressed are empowered, that God's favor are open to all people. And the people who heard this were were. Uh, actually tried to kill Jesus because he talks about that favor coming to the Gentiles as well as to people who are like them. But, but Jesus is talking about how now the kingdom is coming to the lowly, the poor, the blind, the oppressed. We see this again when John the Baptist has been put in prison and he sends somebody to ask Jesus because Jesus' ministry seems so strange. Are you the one we've been waiting for or is it somebody else? Uh, 
And Jesus says, report back to John what's going on. The blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are clean, the deaf hear, the dead are revived, the poor hear real good news. And then he says, and this is beatitude blessing again, and blessed are those who are not disappointed with me. Dallas writes, the word here translated blessed, makarios, is the same as that used in Matthew 5, in the Beatitudes there, in Luke 6, where Jesus says, blessed are the poor, blessed are the hungry, and so. It refers to the highest type of well-being possible for human beings. It is also the term the Greeks use for the kind of blissful existence characteristic of the gods. It's the universal human quest. Who's got the good life? Who's well off? More important, however, note here the list of hopeless cases that are blessed through the sufficiency of God to meet them in their appalling need. The personal ministry of Jesus from his present kingdom brings them the beatitude. Indeed, such transformation of status for the lowly, the humanly hopeless, as they experience the hand of God reaching into their situation is possibly the most pervasive theme of the biblical writings. The great rehearsal, the great reversal. Uh, it's something like this. We all have what we might think of as the staircase for human flourishing. And down here are the hopeless cases, the poor, the homely, and so on. And up here, up at the top of the staircase, are the rich and the beautiful and the smart. And we're all someplace on the staircase. We know we're not up there yet, but that's where we're trying to go. Thank God we're not down here. And then Jesus comes and he reverses the staircase of human flourishing, blessed are the poor, good news for the lame and the prisoners, blessed are they that mourn. Why? Not because they're prisoners or blind or lame or poor in spirit, because now through Jesus, life with God and God's friendship, God's help, God's power has become available to them. This is the great reversal that's going on. So this is page 122. Here's an amazing statement. Dallas writes, you are really walking in the good news of the kingdom of God if you can go with confidence to any of the hopeless people around you and effortlessly convey assurance that they now can enter a blessed life with God. If you can go to the helpless cases around you and effortlessly convey assurance. Effortlessly because you, you experience it. I'm not there yet. I want to get there. And then Dallas asks, who would be on your hopeless blessables list today? There is, first of all, a silly side to this question. Jesus listed his folks back in that day. Who's on your list of the hopeless blessables? They don't have a shot at the good life. If you look at advertising, current events, and print and other media, for example, as you encounter them in supermarket checkouts, newsstands, bookstores, online, or so on, you might think that the most unfortunate people in the world today are the fat, the misshapen, the bald, the ugly, the old, and those not relentlessly engaged in romance, sex, and fashionably equipped physical activities. The sad truth is that many people around us, and especially people in their teens and young adulthood, Drift into a life, this is our world, in which being thin and correctly shaped, having glorious hair, appearing youthful, and so on, 
are the only terms of blessedness or woe for their existence. It is all they know. They have heard nothing else. Many people today are in this position. If you judge from the, what they devote time and effort to, you have the stark realization that to be fat, have thinning hair or a bad complexion, be wrinkled or flabby, is experienced by them as unconditional personal condemnation. It is to be lost in our world. They find themselves beyond the limits of human accessibility, acceptability. This is a fact about them, regardless of how silly it may seem. To say, how silly of you, is not exactly to bring Jesus' good news of the kingdom to them. Instead, Jesus took time in his teaching to point out the natural beauty of every human being. How the most glamorous person you know, Solomon in all his splendor, people who walk the red carpet, this year the champagne carpet at the Academy Awards, don't look, don't have the glory of just a single flower in a field. This is the gospel for a silly world. All the more needed because the silly is a matter of life and death for many. Sin, for that matter, is silly. If the kingdom did not reach us in our silliness, who would be saved? Lostness does not have to wear a stuffed shirt to find redemption. So this is for silly people like me because my life is so often driven to try to acquire, achieve, or accumulate, or appear uh, hunger after things that are just silly that at some level I know. So we must see from our heart that blessed are the physically repulsive. Blessed are those who smell bad, the twisted, the misshapen, the deformed, the too big, the too little, the too loud, the bald, the fat, the old. They are all riotously celebrated in the party of Jesus. So today, Think about the silly things that, that you might be tempted to spend your day going after that don't really matter. Silly in the eyes of God. Silly in light of the fact that you are an eternal being with an endless destiny stretched out before you in God's great universe. Today, think about the Beatitudes that will come to people who are the hopeless blessables in the silliness of our thinking. And then ask, God, would you deliver me from my silliness? It's just who I am. That's part of my problem right now. And then today, look for the beauty. Look for the presence and the love of God in those people on the list of hopeless blessables. Decide today, what will make this a good day in the eyes of God for you? Because that's possible. And then tomorrow, we go deeper yet into the pain and struggle that can characterize our lives precisely in the moment when we can be blessed. We can know the good life with God. Second thoughts. Hi, I'm Tim. Thanks for joining us here at Become New. 
We hope that these videos help you to grow spiritually one day at a time. If you'd like to find more resources, you can go to our website, becomenew.com. There you can sign up for the daily emails that go along with each video. You can access our full library of videos there. And you can let us know if you're interested in some of the upcoming leadership resources that we're working on right now. If you've got a prayer request, we would love to pray for you. You can text us that request at 855-888-0444. Our team meets daily Monday through Friday to pray for those requests. And so thanks for letting us come alongside you in your spiritual growth journey. We'll see you next time.